0: Welcome everybody to this week's edition of the top 10 show. I am John Roca. I am Matt Nost. Brother man, we are struggling a little bit. Uh, it's ten like a night for you. This is probably what four in the afternoon for me. I am a little bit dead on my feet. Uh, we've had a long oh, day, please. I mean, I'm just saying please. you stay up all night. I, I know you're a night owl.
1: Yeah, but I, you know, I've been busting my ass. Physically, every day. Yeah, so I'm saying I'm just saying we've had long days for well, weeks on you, end. Well, you dismissed to... mine. You're like I don't know about yours, but mine was. I had to talk a lot today.
0: I didn't say any of that. I and just a said lot that of
1: typing. I just said you were a night owl, so this feels like four in the afternoon for you. Well, That's was, all I said. Maybe it was me projecting. Yeah, what you said. maybe a little bit. I think some of the subtext in there. I read that right. I read that right. <laughs> no! I do stay up later. even even if I'm tired. I yeah. stay up late. Uh, yeah, I know. I know. Uh, you're a night owl. I know that. It's weird. I just That's what I was s- trying to say. That's it's very rare say. if I go to sleep before midnight. It is
0: very rare. Holy shit. And here yeah. I am trying to sleep by 10 every night. It's not yeah. happening tonight,
1: no, but I usually happen. try to sleep by 10 every night. Uh, I wish, but then I just lie in bed and I watch something on my phone. Do you really? Oh, the wow. problem is it's out of my rhythm of how I normally do it, so I, I can very easily watch four or five hours of stuff. Wow because the drawdown was just so immediate yeah. as opposed to like a slow, gradual. i do it like whatever, slowly turn off the lights and whatnot yeah, and yeah just yeah. kind of ease into and then fall asleep. But that's, that's how I've done it for a long time. Wow, I'm just having it's not four or five in the morning anymore. I, I fall asleep
0: on the couch now,
1: like at 10 o'clock.
0: I'll start drifting while we're watching something and I'll get that nudge and she'll be like, go to bed, go to bed, baby, go to bed. And I was like, "No, oh, no, no. But it's funny because once I power through the 10 o'clock hour, I can be up till 2 a.m. I can be. It's just that
1: 10 o'clock hour, I'll start falling asleep. But you're saying at the, the ring of 10 or the 10 o'clock hour from 10 to 11? Yeah, 10 to 11. Like, it's dicey. Yeah.
0: As soon as we enter into the 10 o'clock hour is when I'll start to pass out. Now, I may struggle and fight against it, but if by 11 I'm still passing out, I go right to bed. Okay. But sometimes I, I'll i get like a second wind for some weird-ass reason. And then I'll be up till one or two watching shit and totally fine, go to sleep, totally have a nice five or six hours of sleep, be able to function the rest of the day. It's just a
1: weird thing with my body. Okay. Look,
0: to each their own. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a
1: weird cat, man. We all are. How you operate is – it makes sense to you. Yes. Right. It's the only way you know how to go about this.
0: Well, that's the thing I was talking about with – I should say this now – with Ramona Shelburne. Uh, By the time we drop this, uh, I think we'll have dropped the interview – The day before. So if you want to hear me interviewing Ramona Shelburne from ESPN, talk about her new documentary, this 30 for 30 called The Sterling Affairs, it's on the ESPN app. You can download the podcast there. Um, for her podcast, ours is on the Collider Sports. So, so if you want to hear our conversation, <laughs> I'm sorry,
1: is yeah. Collider giving
0: us a piece of this? <laughs> I'm just saying, but <laughs> this is so drawn out. But I'm just, I, I was asking her about the Kevin Durant situation. Uh-huh. I just want to get to about knowing your body, and I said, do you think that they pushed him with the under the table promise that they were going to take care of him with the max? And she said, no, I don't think so. Yeah. She goes, I was there he on the floor with Kevin. And Kevin wanted to play every game. He couldn't sit on the bench because he was pacing up and down the hallway wanting matter. to play.
1: He knew, even if I get injured, I would get offered the max yeah, but from the, 3 or 14. Right, but not the was, 270 max. That's what I was saying. Yeah, but at that point, it doesn't really matter. Those, uh, it would to me. Well, to you. 190 to 270 is a big difference. But now he goes to the Nets, and the Nets have uh, actual ties. To, I think it's Alibaba. And the um, 40
0: Thieves? What?
1: No, the, the massive... Answer to uh, Amazon for the rest of the world, by and large. Right. Uh, or I, it could be Tencent, but I think it's Alibaba. OK. So now he has all these business relationships. Oh, you're talking about. sacrificed. So he made his Silicon Valley ties. Yes. And now he's left there. And now right. he's international with Chinese ties and manufacturing and all kinds of other different things. Yeah, that's a good point. Through Alibaba. Yeah. So he'll make up all that money and then some yeah. by going to the Nets. OK. He's right. fine.
0: But I asked her and she said, no, he, he, all the doctors had looked at it and approved it. Even his own doctor said he wasn't going to get hurt. But I said, don't you know your own body? And she goes, well, sure. But if the doctors are telling you you're going to be fine, then you have more
1: confidence to go out there and do your thing.
0: And I'm like, yeah, OK.
1: Yeah. They were his guys that he called in. I remember reading that beforehand. Of, yeah. Like the, his own handpicked individual signed off on this. Yeah, But I think but you know your body. You know what you can Yes, handle. and he wanted to believe more than anything that he could bounce back from this. I think that's the thing. doesn't matter. It was his choice. It
0: was his choice. I just think sacrificing a yeah. prime of your career, yes. a year of your career in your prime
1: is, is not a good thing. But given that it was his choice, I can't fault him.
0: Yeah, that's fair.
1: He's the only one that gets to make it. He made the one that he wanted.
0: Did we close this again?
1: Uh, Did you close it? Did I close it? I don't know. I think you might have closed it. I closed it. Why would I stand up and close it? Not even remotely close to that door.
0: I don't even remember closing it. All right, there we go. That's weird. All right. Uh anyway, that,
1: you can listen to that interview if you want on
0: the Collider Sports channel. But um Yeah, so bodies uh what we were talking about. Anyway, all right, t- today. Matt knows today we are counting down. <laughs> it's late, guys. It's late. It is, it is. We are counting down the top ten movies of the summer of twenty nineteen. Correct them on those spoilers. Galore.
1: Yes. If you haven't seen any of these movies, yeah. I would love to tell you that we'll put a timestamp on it. Yep. Perhaps we can ask the individuals that help us with this if they want to timestamp it. Fair enough. And we can put that in the description if you want to look at that. We will do our best to yeah. g- ha- make that happen. Promise. Swear to God. Swear to God. Um, so, spoilers. Whatever movies come up, we are going to talk about those movies unless the other individual hasn't seen it and cares and wants to see it. Exactly. Exactly. But we are going to, you know. And that being said, some of them I know are going to be like, you know, I know a lot of people didn't see it, so I don't want to ruin it. Right, that's fair. Type of thing. You're allowing for both. True. and I think that's fair for both of us. But there's a couple of movies where everybody that listens to this song, we know it.
0: Yep. Hands down. You've yep. had
1: more than enough time. Some people have seen it two, three, four, five times. Yeah. Culmination of decade and change.
0: I, I found that I didn't have a lot of arty films on my list. And I think because I haven't gotten out to see a lot of the smaller ones yet. Okay. I've just been so busy, man. I've been so fucking busy, so I don't, you know, like the farewell, I didn't get a chance to see or well, lose. Well, it's not
1: spoil list as right. you go through. All right. Uh, That's a fair point, Matt. All right. Anyway,
0: anyway, I just felt guilty with my list. I, I wanted to have a little more artsy films than I didn't.
1: I think there was only two, two or three off the top of my head that I can think of that I wanted to see that I didn't get a chance to see. Okay. I saw everything else. I made time to see everything else. Yeah. Uh, even because of the late recording of this, yeah. squeezed in the final movie I wanted to see of this Oh, second. you bastard. Okay, fair yeah. enough. It's just like, you know what? Suddenly I have two hours that I don't normally have. <laughs> You're I'm like about Yeah, might as well. It's supposed to be a 90-minute movie. Easy. Can't argue that. Get in, get out. All right. But yeah, so spoiler. So the way the show works, once we set a topic, which we have here, John and I go our separate ways and do personal top ten lists. Show back up here, I do my bottom three, he does his bottom three. I do my next two, he does his next two. Then we trade one a piece. Once we have revealed our personal top ten lists, we create the shows between the two of us. Boom! Ten is ah. the one you just brought up. I'm jumping right in. Oh, okay. Dive in head first. All right, man. go ahead, my man. Uh, the farewell. Yeah, I haven't seen this thing. Everyone says it's fantastic.
0: Fantastic seems strong. Wow. To me, Mark Andreko said he thought uh, Aquafina should be nominated for an Oscar for her performance. She's good. Okay.
1: I'm not taking it away. Okay. Maybe I need to see it again to get that kind of res I thought it was damn good. Look, it made my list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it was a nice little uh, palate cleanser, so to speak, of normal summer fare. Mm-hmm. Like you could, it's more of the grandiose, huge action sequences, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So to have a smaller story about a family in China. Mm-hmm. It was interesting. Okay. It's good. And I, Did you get emotional at all? Uh, not really, but you, at least I did. I came to care for her grandma. Oh, okay. The actress that played her. Yeah. Brought to life a very warm and endearing woman that reminds me in a lot of ways of my grandma. Oh, wow. Um, Or any, like, maternal instinct or uh, maternal influence. What's the general overall, without spoiling it, what's the general? Okay, well, the, the, what they tell you before you go in yeah. is uh, grandma is dying and they're not going to tell her. So they're f- They're having a wedding to all come back to say goodbye.
0: Oh, wow. It's
1: based on a true story.
0: (sighs) Um,
1: That sounds like an emotional one. Kind of, but not really. Okay. To me, at least. Okay. But it was really engaging. Some solid acting. um, Okay. Like the guy that uh, plays the uh, the Chinese premier prime minister, whatever the title is, Mm -hmm. in Arrival. Oh, yeah. Okay. He's the dad? I think it's the same guy.
0: Okay. Um Isn't he the guy in Lady Killers with smoking cigarettes all the time?
1: The Asian dude? Oh, is he the same guy? Uh, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Oh, yeah. Okay, maybe. Okay. Um hmm. Trying to think. Everybody else. I thought I knew the guy that was getting married, but it turns out I don't. He just okay. looks like somebody else. I don't know who. Maybe somebody else listening out there is like, oh yeah, it's this other Asian actor from, was this Korean actor or this Japanese actor? I I don't know. Uh huh. Uh, But he looked very familiar. But mean he's basically Aquafina and that guy, and everybody else is just brand new, fresh faces by and large. I don't think I could place anybody else in it. Yeah, you're right. That is him. Tsi Ma. Yeah.
0: That's his name, yeah.
1: But the rest of them, I don't know that I've ever seen them in anything else. Okay. Really good. Played all their parts very well. Okay. Uh, Yeah, her mom is uh, excellent, especially the emotional moment she has. Mm hmm. And uh, it's good. Uh, Interesting. Okay. Maybe it'll grow on me and will grow over time. Yeah. I walked out going, I like that. Uh, But I wasn't blown away. I know other people have said it's their favorite movie of the summer. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people have said that. It's true. Yeah. Well, you know, sometimes certain things hit you in different ways. Yeah. Tomato, tomato, I guess. What's your number nine? Uh, Nine is probably a punt. Okay. Which is Spider Man. Uh, No, that's my number nine. Okay. Yeah. I was very surprised about
0: where it landed. But I had to be honest with myself about it. Like, I'm not rushing to go see this thing again. Nope. Even though I enjoyed the hell out of it while I saw it and had a good time. I did not. I did not. I don't need to see it again.
1: Yeah. Well, my – if you remember when we did our uh, recap, yeah. my experience was just destroyed by the couple sitting next to me oh, right. and the people that came up and asked us an hour and 40 minutes into the movie that – demanding that that was my – you know, my wife's seat was theirs and be yeah. like, which movie are you going to? Right. This has 25 minutes left. Oh, we're at the next one fucking skedaddle yeah get out of here and then you know the couple next to me every once again is just who's that yeah oh dude it's spider-man that's why I don't go to those theaters man it's fucking spider-man it's Arglider or nothing arglite or grove or nothing uh it's amc it's still a good theater you No, know, it's a good theater but you take your chances with amc oh i think it's more so because of the pass oh right right do you mean the
0: uh thing we have yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the stubs
1: yeah the amc stubs premiere yeah. whatever the fuck it is right uh because of that now it's just like all right if you go to the movies you know, just got to go to two a month yeah now you care less because it's just part of something you're already paying for yeah. a subscription service that you do with others
0: good point good point yeah yeah i like i mean i like tom holland's performance really enjoyed jake gyllenhaal and this one uh sam jackson as well him. who uh gyllenhaal yeah 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 really enjoyed what he did had he had a lot of fun with this thing I, I had a great time seeing him. So I just like the storyline with Ned and the girl. Like I was like, okay, cool, I get it. It's funny, but in retrospect, I, I, it doesn't stay with me, and it feels a little bit of like a tacked-on thing. There are a couple of things that are a little tacked-on for me that I didn't find as interesting or as enjoyable. But Tom Holland is great. Yeah, and I and I I think Homecoming was a little bit better than this one, um, but I also still
1: enjoyed the movie. Do you buy him and Zendaya? I don't feel any real chemistry. Though. Um, It's a good question. So when – like the previous girl that her dad – I think he's too self-assured to play awkward around
0: a girl. Okay. And I think that's what affects the chemistry. That's what affects the reality of their chemistry. You're like – you're putting it on. It doesn't feel authentic that you'd be that kind of like
1: – Yeah. Well, part of that with Spider-Man never really rang true. Just like, dude, you're fucking Spider-Man. Yeah. Well – Even if you – I mean you don't have to go full uh, Superman where you need to take on this meek individual because you don't want to call attention to yourself in the slightest. Right. You already are scant of size. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. You're not intimidated by walking in. So it's fine. So if you have confidence – we know a lot of short guys with too much confidence. That's very true. Perfectly fine.
0: Some of them are in the NBA. I just
1: believe the chemistry of him wanting – you know, falling for the girl in the previous, mm-hmm. in Homecoming. Yeah, right. Over, then ultimately Zendaya comes in. It's no fault of her, hers. I just don't buy the dynamic they've created. Yeah, they have that scene on the bridge.
0: Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, this is supposed to be the scene that kind of puts them together. And and I get it, but it also veers into the friend area of things a little too well,
1: it makes hard. Well, makes it initially look like shit. Yeah, of you're only interested in him for his, the hypothetical chance that he is Spider-Man, but you right. think you're right. Like yeah. even playing that as a joke is douchey.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Uh, yeah, the, the stuff uh, I thought J.B.'s move was completely surplus to needs. There was sure. he did absolutely nothing uh, to the film, but it's about Jake and it's about Tom Holland, and that's and and of course Happy Hogan. Sorry, and the, the legacy of Iron Man. But in the end, I just was like, oh, okay, I enjoyed it, but I'm not going to run back out to see it again. It's not Captain Marvel bad for me, but I, but um, which I would never probably see again unless I was forced to. Yeah. But it is more like I got it, I'm good. Let's move on to the next one. You know,
1: especially when Spider Verse came out. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, like, look, you can get away with a lot more in animation. At the same time, though, here are the chances that you can take with this character. Which really boldly stylized yeah. and has a sense of identity yeah. and ownership of what it is. And it's fantastic. That, it's utterly fantastic.
0: It the fucking thing is a comic book, Matt. And it's... It, no, it
1: comes to life.
0: It, yeah. And it's not cool that it's on Netflix
1: because it is one click away. I love all it's the... It's so good. The stupid things that now I've picked up because of it. So, you know, when they're leaving the laboratory, the first time we figure out that the woman is Doc Ock, mm-hmm. and they're trying to... You know, Thwip, Through the Forest, in that Miles is – his frame rate is half of Peter Parker's because they wanted to show it didn't seem as fluid yeah. and as smooth. And then simultaneously Parker next to him is double the f- frame rate. So he just looks like a professional. Right. So the it's like, wow, you put so much time and thought into all these things. Yeah. The layering, the coloring, the stylization of making it look like Dot Matrix – uh, the the bright, bold colors, the action sequence. It was just... Mm-hmm. And then you, after that, and you're like, all right, let's go. Marvel's crushing it lately. <laughs> Come home, Spidey. Although this wasn't a Marvel. And Spider-Verse wasn't. No, was Spider-Verse was Sony. Totally Sony, yeah. yeah. yeah But it had, you know, it was a full, like, family event that made that damn thing.
0: Agreed. It was, a yeah, a lot of people.
1: What was your number eight? Uh, my number eight is Toy Story 4. Oh, uh, okay, that's a punt. Okay. Yeah.
0: Uh, my number ten... Is Crawl. Oh, that's a punt. Yeah? That is a punt. Nice. All right. Nine, Spider-Man Far From... Eight is a film that you haven't seen, but still quants because it comes out next week. I don't think you've seen it yet. Uh, ready or not? Guess who saw it right before <laughs> today? Is
1: it on your list? It is on my list. Is it a punt? <laughs> what number is that? Eight. Okay. Not really. It's my seven. Okay, great. This was a damn good movie. I would. It would have gone even higher had we gotten more of the devil. Have we gotten just a little bit yeah, of the yeah, devil? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I love all these little aspects and mm-hmm. then the idea that they just self-implode Yeah, turn into a bag of nothing. It's right. It's
0: fantastic. Right. Once again, we're spoiling this movie for you. If you haven't seen it, it, it is. is.
1: I'm just, we're just telling Yeah, apologies. Yeah. Because we would say, oh, if you haven't, you know, this is a smaller film, but I just saw it. Yeah, yeah. Samara Weaving is fantastic. Annie McDonald's. Is that Hugo's daughter? Oh, shit. Yes. When I saw the thing and I was like, Yes, because I watched the opening of the the credits. I was like, Who is I think she? You're right, Margot Robbie stunt double here. Oh, right, right. She's got that look to her. Yeah, I remember her in Three
0: Billboards. Okay, uh, I uh, didn't, okay. I didn't yeah, she, she's the niece of Hugo Weaving and Anna Weaving. Yeah, it's like Glazer's.
1: Uh, is it nephew? Is in right, eighth. and right, then right. Uh, Shazam. Yes, but yeah,
0: she. Um, yeah, I remember her in because uh, she's the girlfriend of. Uh, the of um, Francis McDormand's husband. Oh okay. she that young girl
1: that's like kind of dumb or whatever. That's her. I remember her, but at the yeah. same time, I don't remember what she looks like. Right kind of thing. Right, right, right. I remember though the other character because I and she's a brunette in that one. Yeah, yeah.
0: But she's gonna play Bill and Ted. She's gonna play uh, one of the daughters of Bill and Ted. Okay. So she's gonna have a pretty big role in that in that movie, and she's been building up. She's. Done her time. She had to do that Monster Trucks movie, which wasn't great.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. She got out of the depths of hell yeah, then. Yeah,
0: she was in that one. Um, Good for her. Yeah, she was in that weird little mayhem movie with uh, the dude from Walking Dead, Stephen Yoon. Uh, but she's Australian. She was on the sitcom or the uh, soap opera called Home and Away. And she was on Ash vs. Evil Dead, the TV show. She was on that as well. Never watched For it. a few episodes. Yeah. It's not my cup of tea either. Uh, but yeah, great, fun Inventive horror, uh, really enjoyable. To, how they went through this whole journey of her over one night, and the pacing of it all. Mm-hmm. The music is good. Um, the yellow sneakers are fantastic. All these little moments that she gets where she figures out what's happening, and then when the chain when the twist happens, you're like, Yeah, I saw that. I that that makes so much sense. They earned the twist, and I like that. Oh yeah, a lot.
1: Knew it was coming. Yeah, yeah. It and wasn't. the aunt is everything. Good God Almighty. Well, you understand her. Yep. When you come back around, be like, well, she has to buy in at a hundred, right? She has to, yeah. so she has to be the most psycho of all of them because <laughs> she's the one that's given the most. Yeah. You
0: know? so, that's, uh, but that's another reason why the movie works is everyone has kind of a distinct character, and it's yeah.
1: enjoyable, funny. It has its moments mm-hmm. for funny. Yeah. I, I saw much funnier, you know, movies this summer. Yeah. Uh, it got me to snicker a couple times. The theater, liked a few jokes that mm-hmm. I thought were okay. Yeah. Uh, nothing, you know. But the visuals, the style of it, the cinematography, the characters being kind of fully formed. Yeah. And now I want to think about it because her name was Grace and then the other wife of Adrian or Adam Brody. Uh-huh. Uh, it was uh, a Charity. Yeah. So I couldn't – I don't remember the other names. Of it. I was like, that's really interesting towards the end of the movie. is it huh. Charity and Grace. So are there any others? Because they're the people that are pulled in. So what is – does Fitch mean something? Wasn't that the dude's name that married in the daughter who's yeah. just whacked out of her mind on all kinds of different prescriptions and yeah? The interesting thing is, by the time you figure all this out, I'll be like, of course she'd be. Mm-hmm. She yeah. knows that she's a, basically the bride of Satan on some level. Yeah, you're right.
0: Uh, yeah, Grace, Charity. Uh, no one else seems to have any other name that could like play in that. Yeah, Fitch or something. Yeah, Becky, Tony, Alex, Daniel, Emily. Is I think this is the Emily's the daughter, the one that keeps messing things up.
1: And she's like, You can do better, come on, you can do better. Oh yeah. She's got coke all over her. Yeah and she's on prescriptions and her husband was like, well, not we get you an edible and trying to even you out <laughs> Exactly.
0: But yeah, all right, fantastic. Cool. So yeah, it's, it's
1: it was good. I was wanting to see it and then the because it worked out like the way it did tonight, yeah. I, uh, that was one of my damn it I wanted to see that this once I saw the preview. I like it makes me tentative about knives out. I want to believe that's going to be good. And yeah. Part of me is like, hey, I don't know, though. I don't know. Yeah. I love Chris Evans and he looks like weird. Yeah. Like the early 90s. It feels like that, doesn't it? At times. Yeah. I and don't disagree with you. Am I going to buy Daniel Craig's accent? I don't know, but he feels unnecessary
0: to the movie. Like there's so many other actors in that movie.
1: I have we'll no see. idea. There's yeah. a lot of question marks. Yeah,
0: I agree with you. There I is... hope
1: it's excellent because it's got a bunch of great people. It does.
0: We've got another uh, – it could be like the bad times of the El Royale where a lot of people really liked it critically. But the public was like, fuck that noise. It didn't go see it at all. I fell asleep watching on the plane. Yeah. Tired. i tired. It's not mine. I tried. I, okay. It was 30 minutes in. I'm like, nah. This is a certain kind of uh, humor. Or pro-
1: I just, It's not for me. All right. That was your number seven? That was my seven. Okay. What's your number six? My six is Midsummer. Oh, I didn't see this. Okay,
0: do you want to Yeah, I don't care. Go ahead. I'm going to see it anyway.
1: Okay. Well, there's n- I can't spoil it. Okay. There's nothing to spoil? <sighs> or do you feel yeah, like spoiling it doesn't But it's more so about what the fuck was this movie about? Oh, okay. So when you walk out that's what you're thinking. Yeah. What does this All right. mean? All right. To me. I can respect that. What what do I what am I What do I think the choices they made, the journey that the character went on, what does that represent to her and her worldview Mm -hmm. type of thing? Okay. And you're like, I think this symbolizes this. I don't want to tell you what it is. Okay. I don't think I'll, I doubt I'll ever watch it again. Okay. Yeah, it's probably one of those. Yeah. It's the same person who did Hereditary. Yeah. It doesn't mean it's a bad film. Mm -hmm. It was good. Right. Because at least I walked out going, huh. So what does that represent? And then what is this meant to mean? Yeah. Like if I'm guessing these two things are this, how do these two things tie into it? But it doesn't make them any more legitimate or illegitimate. It's just like a, I don't understand. Yeah. And at least you're asking me to try and understand. It takes its time. It's very confident of itself. Okay. And it's got uh, all kinds of little hidden gems that I looked up afterwards. Oh, wow. And I was like, oh, okay. Just certain things are bold-faced. Okay. Um uh, the, it's it's one of those – you see it and then you see it transpire and you're like, oh, when well, you think about it afterwards and be like, well, that – of course. But yeah. then you find out the – what was shown to you was shown to you at other times as well and you were just oblivious to it. Oh, shit. Yeah. They really hit you over the head with uh, – trust me. We gave you clues, all these clues. the shit was coming. Yeah. And you're like, oh, so maybe I will watch it again and see how far in advance. Yeah. Because once I figured out they were doing that, I was like, oh, OK. So this means – this, this, and this, but I still don't understand fully what the movie's about. Right? Interesting. So it's contemplative. But enough to be in your top ten. Yeah, I know. It was, well, because, you know, there's one that may make your list and I won't fault you for it. It's a classic action oh, movie. Oh, right, right, right. Perfect summer fair. I enjoyed myself more than I thought I would. Yeah. But it knows what it is and it doesn't try and really get above that. Yeah. Um, but this one at least was like, maybe you figure it out. I like that. Okay. I like okay. that. Yeah. Oh, all right. That was your number six. Uh, That was my six. Okay. So
0: my number seven is uh, Yesterday.
1: Didn't make my list.
0: Yeah. Yeah, okay. That's fair. I loved it. Loved it to pieces. I'm going to buy that fucking thing as soon as it comes out. uh, The soundtrack I I will own as well. And, you know, interviewing Himish Patel was fun. But, like, going to see the movie a second time – cemented my love for the film. Uh, And I know Blinded by the Light has come out recently. It's a good film. People should go see it. But this one resonated with me more than Blinded by the Light. I really felt what his journey was like. And I love the Beatles. And I think with Across the Universe, which is a bit uneven in its approach to it, um, which I can still defend – this one really captured why the Beatles music is so important and why it affects people. And it had a really funny performance from Ed Sheeran, which you really didn't expect. Yeah. And I know, is um, the Lily James character a little too easily one way or the other? Sure. But sometimes that's the way it is in, in, in love and in life. Some people have their approaches to the world yeah. that you may not like, but that's who they are. And they get involved with someone Who's a, a little different, and you would want them to get involved with someone else who's a little more open about their affection for you. But guess what? Life doesn't work in a perfect world. So, or I mean, things aren't perfect in this in this world. And so, uh, I liked their chemistry whenever they had a chance to be with each other, and uh, I bought the progression and just enjoyed the movie overall. And I don't know, I, I don't. Um, I, it just makes me feel good, and I and I don't have a lot of movies that do that anymore. And I like that this one does and hits the sticks the landing. <clears throat> Uh, I almost feel guilty saying that. I don't know why I should feel that way, but I almost do. I just love the movie. There's nothing wrong with loving the movie. I just feel people are going to make fun of me, so I don't care.
1: Kiss my ass. It's a good fucking movie. What?
0: I'm probably projecting.
1: Do you still understand his impetus at the end to give the reveal of who actually wrote these songs? Yes. Is properly motivated after he meets the two people that are just like, no, we're not mad at you. We can't we want to hear these songs we want to experience this again that loss of sense of self we're yeah. the only ones so we have to keep that flame alive yeah so on some level it'd be better if you were famous for this because it would have more of a cultural impact and last longer that's what I would want yeah if I can't do what you do but please bring this music back because I think it's generation like this thing eclipses right it's a form of genius it's our Mozart it's our absolutely you know, but what happens right after that meeting he
0: goes out to see Lenin. And seeing Lenin is where everything changes. That's why it's motivated because he says to him – he sees what his life could be like, which is settling down with the woman he loves, building a future, having – because he asks him, was it worth it to walk away? Was it worth it to – and he goes, yeah, I had the greatest life because I was happy with the woman I loved. I chose that. I chose to be that. I could have been this, but I chose to be this. And so he in that moment goes – Yeah, I could choose to go the Lennon route. I probably won't get assassinated or whatever, but I I might not end up happy. But if I go with her, I'll end up happy and I'll hand out all these songs to everybody so that I I can, like, be clean before I I walk into my new world. Totally. Mm
1: -hmm? I get that. But at the same time, Uh, watching it, just like, yeah, but... You could go out and perform these songs and then take 100 percent of all the revenue that you make from this. Sure. And create charities. But you couldn't – but you couldn't – he couldn't – but he didn't want to do that. That's not in his – that wasn't in his nature to no. be that magnanimous at that level. Well, it doesn't – I think on some – but by giving it up, he yeah. is saying he is of, of, you know, a good heart, so to speak. Yes, absolutely. I, I think he is of good heart, but he's saying here are the songs –
0: I didn't write them. You you have them all. But I think what he wanted was a small life. He wanted to
1: come back to be in that town with her because she wasn't leaving that fucking town. See, I think he didn't want the small life. He wanted the life that he got to on his terms. And he felt like he was cheating the system and himself. Yeah. Yeah. That he didn't have the goods like this. That's the only motivation I really bought. Okay, So he couldn't be honest with himself and the woman he loved. And that's why he did it. But it's like, you know what? If you just told your inner circle and be like, oh, this is a lie. We can do a lot of good with it. Why not keep up the lie? I'll never own up to – I'm not going to do interviews. I'm not going to do any of that crap. It's not going to make it about me. Let's just generate as much income we can and try and change the world and make it a better place. Yeah. Because otherwise that movie gets released out into and then corporations take it and they monetize it and they make all the money. Yeah, probably. It, it just It's one of those of – man, I, your altruism is great but it just helps feed the dystopia. Uh, yeah, maybe. But the the music's out there already. Yeah. It's a download for free. So,
0: like, the corporations may grab it and do whatever they want to do with it.
1: Yeah, but if you're not making an ownership claim to it, they can do whatever
0: they want. Of course they can because it's, what, public domain? It's public domain.
1: Yeah, right. So let them do whatever
0: they want. You still have the original songs if you want them. They're all there for free. I I think he just – well, I guess I shouldn't say small life. I think he just wanted his simple life. Like, he goes and teaches at that school and he's with the girl he loves and they have two kids. This is what love meant to him. Yeah. Yeah. I see your point, though. I absolutely see your point. All right. My number six then is the Peanut Butter Falcon.
1: Oh, fuck. I forgot about that when I was writing on this list. I literally oh. did this on the people know on the, uh, John knows. <laughs> yeah. It's on the back of a bank slip, an empty deposit slip, because I did it in my car when I drove <laughs> up here and I just wrote out, I wrote out about 14, 15 months. Yeah. Peanut Butter Falcon flat out makes my list. Okay. Uh, I'm glad you remembered it. <laughs>
0: what are you kicking off
1: <laughs> I would, uh, farewell. Okay. Farewell or Spidey, one of the two. Okay. So it's down in your nine or ten? No, no, no. It would slot somewhere oh, I got, higher. I I got you. I, I would you. probably put it at four or five. Oh, wow. Okay. I thought it was, I mean, I thought that was great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when he throws the dude who throws Jake the oh snake. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I love everything about this. Yeah. Every single thing. They earned it. They did. They absolutely earned it. That kid was so good. What's rule number one? Party. <laughs> No. <laughs> and then later on, what's world number one? Party, yeah, party. Right. And they do their handshake. But that was their journey together yeah. was fully earned. And then uh, Dakota Johnson mm-hmm. coming in, she was fantastic.
0: Yeah.
1: It's one of those of, man, I wish, I, I hope Shy doesn't turn into Nick Cage, where just kind of spins in his own. Maybe. State of like celebrity. Yeah. Exists in that world because he's a damn fine actor. He Cage is. Shows flashes of. Dude, you, you got the goods.
0: I think with Shia, it's more a matter of like he's just following his path, man. Like the drum beats where it beats for him. I mean he's doing those weird he – he did those weird performance art things and then he um, is in these movies. Like a Honey Boy is supposed to be coming out soon. It's supposed to be incredible as well. And so he's like, yeah, Not- I, he's on his own path, his own journey. And wherever it's going to take him, it's going to take him. But like this movie makes you remember how – Naturally, damn good he is as an actor and how giving yeah. he is because this guy, Zach uh, Gnottson, who's the main guy, you know, um, uh, and not to throw another thing, but I just interviewed the filmmakers mm-hmm. for Deep Cut as well. Those guys are excellent, cool dudes. Sure. They worked with that guy eight years ago at a camp for sp- people with special needs or, or disabilities. And he was teaching acting. To the other kids. Really? And they met him at the camp, had a conversation with him, and he said, I want to make a movie. I just need to get better as an actor. And so he, like, committed himself for the next three years. He goes, but you guys need to write me that movie. So they went back. Both of them, uh, Michael and Tyler, were, like, overwhelmed by the, what he said to them. And so they went back and, like, started writing this movie. And from – and it's fantastic. They tell the story. They didn't have agents. They didn't have managers. They didn't have connections with anybody. They just went on IMDb Pro. They shot a five-and-a-half-minute proof of concept. And then they just essentially cold-mailed all these people to try to get them to look at it so that they could read the script. It was insane. Mm. And eight years later, the film is coming out and people are fucking loving it. And it's incredible.
1: From moment one with uh, Dern as oh, his roommate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's, when he finally gets on, he's hey. He, Here's some soap. like Grease yourself up. Yeah. And he just runs out into the world like a greased pig just running around like, what the <laughs> hell is going on? It's He slowly gets clothed like it's him and Shia. I just love the chemistry. Yeah, and I loved him running around that underwear. I thought that was great. Yeah. You know? When, I mean, when he's running up, and he's like, he can't swim. Yeah. I told you he can't swim. He just runs up, clocks that kid. And as an audience member, you're like, yes, yeah, that kid needs to learn a lesson. You are yelling. He doesn't know how to swim. Right. What if that was you, you idiot? Yeah. You will die. It's not worth it. Right. You uh, think he's lesser than him because he's mentally no, handicapped. That's you. Right. For being an asshole and an idiot. Exactly. Uh, it clocks him full on. And I like that the kid doesn't rat later. Nope. When they, yeah. how'd you get this? He's like, bah. <laughs> like what's been going on here? Just won't. It's tight-lipped, and be like, I got respect for you again. Yeah, I got respect. You earned it. You learned the lesson. You did. Yeah. That's a lesson learned. Yeah. And life. You know, no, no, no. You may have differences, but you're not gonna kill somebody because they don't know how to swim. Exactly. If that'd be like watching a toddler run with scissors, and be like, well, he has gotta learn to. <laughs> he has gotta learn to. Something. No, I don't care if that toddler just threw up in your mouth. You have to take the scissors out of his hands. <laughs> you do. Know? <laughs> He's got to figure it out. There's now. a T-shirt right there.
0: <laughs> I don't
1: care if he f- puked down your mouth. You got to take the situation.
0: bootstraps. Bootstraps. A weird T-shirt. Uh, yes, very. Uh, but um, the ke- the easy chemistry of uh, Labuff and um, the Zach guy and the Dakota is great. You highlighted that. Bruce Stern is fun. Thomas Hayden Church is
1: hilarious. Yes, yeah, a retired wrestler. Yeah. So the saltwater redneck, um, who and Jake the Snake is just sitting disgruntled in the back of the Camaro. <laughs> Everybody else is kind of living life, enjoying it. <laughs> and he's just, no, I'm not having it. There's like,
0: not one I'm supposed to. Nick, Mick Foley's in this thing. Um, and uh, um, God, who else am I missing? Oh, John Hawks. John Hawks is absolutely great. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's the so other guy good. that had the, the traps. Yeah. That gets... He's essentially kind of the pseudo villain of the piece, even though he seemed, it's legitimate. Mick Foley was in it? Where, where's Mick Foley? Mick Foley's the referee. Is that Mick Foley, That's really? Mick Foley, yes. Wow. Yeah. Didn't even recognize him. I know. He lost weight. He looks different. Yeah. But uh-huh. he... They had met him like seven years ago or a few, five years ago at some standup, and he was doing that he was doing recently, and so they yeah. they talked to him and they're like, you know, Jake the Snake does it know, right? Of course, everyone does it. Everyone.
1: Does. I met Piper because of that. Yeah, fair, fair.
0: But he said he kept apparently he kept calling the guys every few months. Hey, this is still on my desk. When are we doing this? When are we doing this? Because uh, he had grabbed lunch with them and they had talked him to be into being in the movie. So it all kind of worked out when it was supposed to work out. And I yeah. thought, I, I was really surprised how much I loved this one because everyone was talking about it, how good it was. And, you know, you get in your head, you're like, oh, you guys are just kind of riding the same wave. And then you go in there and you see it and you're like, ah, oh, fuck, they were totally right. This is
1: great. Uh, well, I remember, I think I saw a Snyder tweet it and be like, could be my favorite movie of the year it's yeah? like the, or the summer or something like that. Like, okay, that's interesting. Mm. And then when I finally found it on the AMC app, it's like, Okay, I will happily go and see this. Right. And walking out of it, it's like that was a damn good time. Yeah. I can't believe I forgot it. Yeah, that'd be my. I think it might bump to four on my list. Wow. Okay.
0: All right. Yeah. Great call. All right. Fair enough. Uh, so we're into your number five.
1: Uh, my five, technically six, because it gets bumped down. Oh, okay. Um, is uh, artist self defense. I didn't see it. It's good. Yeah. Okay. Let's see if you how quickly you piece it together. Okay. I pieced together half before my wife. She pieced together another half before I did. What's the piece together? Well, oh, you'll have to see to find out. <laughs> Why would I tell you that? Fair enough. spoiling every other film. Fair well, enough. yeah, but okay. you haven't seen it in the room if okay. you want to see it. Because, right. like, Midsummer, I'm not telling you anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, how's Michael, S- or is it Jesse Eisenberg? It's Eisenberg. Okay, how is Eisenberg? It's good. Yeah. He's good. Okay. The dude that plays his sensei. Oh, man, what else has he done? I assume he's been mostly a TV actor. Oh, okay. Let me see. Here. I don't know because I can't think of any other movies. He's got one of those faces of dude. I know I've seen you in something. Mm-hmm. I cannot place where I have seen you. You
0: mean Alessandro Nivola? Is that who was it is? he in The Tick? Uh, no, no that he's was... in he's in uh, Jurassic Park three. This guy.
1: What was he in three? I don't. Uh... He
0: was. He's one of those guys like guiding him through the park. Okay. Um... That
1: was of the pterodactyls, right?
0: Right. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. He was in A Most Violent Year, Selma, American Hustle, Uh, The Company. Okay. He's been steadily working. Oh, yeah. Junebug. He was in Junebug. Uh, Yeah. Laurel Canyon, uh, Jurassic Park 3, Time Code, Mansfield Park. Uh, Face Off? Oh, he's Troy. He's Polo Troy. He is Castor Troy's brother, the guy, smarmy
1: guy with the glasses? You're talking to me like I've seen that movie in 20 years. What? <laughs> Come on! That movie's so bad. Oh, my God. That what? movie's so okay, fucking I'm not going to disagree
0: with you that it's a bad movie. Not at all.
1: We all so the family, <laughs> how they know each other. They awkwardly, with their sweaty, disgusting palms, if they've been touching their own ass... The whole day, you just streak, <laughs> it, streak it down someone's face. Your hands, all our hands are filthy. You're touching doorknobs. You're touching uh, keyboards. Enough. You're touching all right. phones. It's all covered in poop. That, okay. And you just drag it across. No. <laughs> it's like this is the dumbest contrived.
0: I don't disagree with you that it's a crazy,
1: uh, not good movie.
0: But yeah, so he's been a lot of things. Um, but yeah, mostly most people probably know him as the brother in, uh, in Face Off. Um. All right. Uh. That was your number five. Yes. Okay. So my five is uh,
1: the last black man in San Francisco. Did not see it. Okay. Um. Is it worth it? So it's a five. So it's worth seeing. Okay. So then don't spoil it for me. Okay. I,
0: I I'll tell you that it's just a fantastic film.
1: Or if you want to talk about it real quick, I could use some more water. Okay. I could duck out for okay. forty five seconds. Sounds good. Go oh, crazy.
0: It's a fantastic film that, and, and those of you who follow me on social media know. Uh, That I have – that I uh, crowed about this movie when it first came out. I got to see an early screening before I interviewed the filmmaker Joe Talbot and the actor Jimmy Fails, kind of loosely based on Jimmy Fails' true story about him uh, thinking that his grandfather had built this house and that it was a house he wanted to get back into his family and then discovering what the truth is about his heritage, about his family and about that house that almost – uh, breaks him and devastates him but it's also a uh, symbolic or an allegory for what's going on in san francisco this idea that people think they own the city when they just arrived or people th- who are moved out of that city who had really built that city to make way for gentrification so it's 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 an it's a lyrical film uh that really takes you on an incredible journey with these two guys and it's a film about friendship like the the perils and the joys of friendship and what sometimes you have to sacrifice in order to make one of your friends see something truthful uh, in the world. So there you go. That's the last black man in San Francisco. I don't want to ruin anything for him. All right, I'm good. <clears throat> uh, and go see it if you can see it or go rent it if you can rent it. Uh, trust me, it's worth it to you. It's. I, I said this in my review. I thought it was the best independent film i'd seen in the last 10 years it just perfectly makes use of the medium of film it's the use of slow motion the use of the score uh the way it's shot um also the reality of the story that they're exploring all of it is there for you to enjoy if you want to enjoy it so um and we'll see um but like i said going back to the directors of the peanut butter falcon if you want to listen to that conversation i think we dropped it today or we're dropping it tomorrow on the Collider Conversations podcast feed, it's The Deep Cut, that other podcast that I host here at Collider, uh, and I'm interviewing uh, the filmmakers uh, uh, about the movie, and they talk about all the, the journey that this thing went on. But we also like kind of bust each other's balls and have a little fun uh, going at it about uh, things in life. Yep. Uh, Tyler Nelson and Michael Schwartz. That's who it was. So yeah, absolutely. No, I'm good. All right. What's your
1: number four? My number four is Crawl. Okay. Wow. God damn! Because- Woo, Matt Nost. It's it's tight. Now, Peanut Butter Falcon would jump over this. This okay. would go to five. But okay. Crawl is, it knows exactly what it is. Yes, it does. It pulls it off. It's a master class on a stupid premise done pitch perfect. I believe the family story arc. Totally. I believe her going back. At first, I was like, I don't know about this swim team. Right, right. Bullshit. But by the end of it, they go through so much; it's so earned. Yeah, and I mean, arms getting ripped off. And <laughs> like, it's nice because they still get like they they give. Oh yeah, to get out of this terrible situation, it's I couldn't believe it. Yeah, it's a great family dynamic. Couldn't uh, it.
0: I couldn't move it higher than those because it's such a simple premise that to me is like okay, I can't quite get it there, but. The execution deserves all kinds of credit. That's why I give it credit. Yeah, and Alexander Ja who directed this thing, really
1: great work. What he's doing right now. Yeah, this is everything sci-fi wishes it could make. Yeah, that's a fair point. Actually, yeah, it's Shark for, for Sharknado. It's you know these crocs that are ridiculous. Suddenly they're on a feeding frenzy. Yeah, I mean, yes, it does happen. I love though their. Their main attack method is the death roll. So they grab an object, whatever it is, and they start spinning. Yeah. So if they have an appendage, they just rip your arm off. Or they rip your leg off. And that's how they feed. Right. And then they float off and they devour that and then they come back and get some other shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So multiple crocs can do that. But you only saw the death roll a couple times in the movie. Right. But I knew it was like you can't – they can't do that every time because you're going to destroy every person they come into contact with. Right. And the rhythm of the movie exactly. as well. You can't do it.
0: What's great also about is that the pacing of the film is uh, perfectly mm-hmm. done. You know, you you have those moments where you take a break from all the action that's happening and just so you can take a breath and then move right in into the next thing. And the close calls are believable and they don't feel forced at all, in my opinion. I just enjoy and Kaya Scottelaria does a fantastic job. Barry Pepper is great in the film. All of it. And then the the shots where shit does go down, yeah. you're just like, holy shit. You're, you're like lost in it because the CG is actually damn good for yeah. the alligators. So, yeah. Or the guiders, some might say. Uh, yeah. All right. So then that's your number four? Yeah, that was my four. OK. Then my four is a pun from earlier, Toy Story 4.
1: OK. So then we have the same top three. Oh, boy. And it comes down to a question of – what you did at number one. I'm still kind of struggling with that.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Fair enough. Uh, Toy Story 4, I really enjoyed this thing. So uh, I, I did not want a Toy Story 4 in any way, shape, or form. I was really happy with the first three. I was
1: happy to see it coming.
0: You were. Okay. I, I was. I didn't like any of the trailers. And then I walked into that movie theater, and I had myself a damn good time. And I went back again to see it a second time. I had a damn good time. Really enjoyed that story of Woody. Really enjoyed uh, the interactions they all had. Did I have a problem that Buzz was a little bit sidelined? Yeah, sure. A little bit. But this is about Woody, right? And Since you know, when has it been about Woody? Well, I'm just saying this story is this particular movie. It just felt incomplete. I think it's always been
1: about Woody. Yes, but not so significantly. Not so... Right, right. Not so pronounced. Instead of the spork, it should be Buzz. Okay. Right, right. But we already saw that. We'd have been walking over the same terrain with them. But after they almost go into the pits of hell in Mm -hmm. 3 and they all hold hands, you've made a choice of this is my family and I am willing to die for you. Right. And they turns around and be like, you know what? I always had a thing for Bo Peep. And it's just like, okay, what? Mm. You want something different now? Fine. Right. You just set up that you were the central moral compass of this entirely other side. Okay. And I just felt like an incomplete movie. The Mm. moments where they, they should have been... Like, crazy fun. We're yeah. okay. Okay. I just didn't... I was just like, this is not what I want. If you're going to do this... Interesting. Just tell me it's a Woody movie and not a Toy Story movie, because right. it's not a Toy Story movie. So you would have been
0: fine if they call it Woody...
1: Yeah, Woody takes the stage or Woody something. Exactly. Woody uh, Woody exits stage left. Yeah. Like, okay. Woody colon exits stage. It's not a Toy Story movie.
0: Ah, that's... Okay. I mean, I, I would push back a little bit about it because all the characters are in it from the Toy Story movies. True. But so. But, but at the same I time, get your point.
1: Is it a Star Trek movie if it only focuses on Shatner and we get reaction shots every once in a out of the blue from the other side that the camera is not focusing on? Yeah, true. Uh, no,
0: it's a, sh- it's a. Some would argue that they would like, uh, or someone would argue with, uh, well, that
1: Shatner would at like. At least that. one would. And yeah. then one, that one's agent yeah. would. <laughs> That's right. That's right. But beyond that, who knows?
0: Yeah. No, no, I, I hear what you're saying, I, but I enjoyed it. I, I liked the Bo Peepak storyline. Actually, I liked it because it felt like Woody was growing up. Like he had to kind of walk away from being the toy, and now he has to go on and has his has – because his, like, he's helped everyone else kind of find their mojo through those first three movies. Everyone, including Andy. yeah. Uh, and so it's like why doesn't Woody get to find his mojo too? He helped Buzz in the first movie, came overcame his jealousy of Buzz, helped Buzz realize what the situation was. He helped Jesse. When Jesse was lost and wanting to, and convinced by the, the the prospector to be part
1: of that that thing, that she, if, if we got there, we could look, we could be loved again, because he was creating this community, and now suddenly right. the creator, and force behind this community is saying, "Peace out, guys. You've been awesome."
0: Yeah. Well- <laughs> No, he's saying... Adios, muchachos. (laughs) He's saying, I've met someone, and now that I've helped all of you, I'd like to go be happy myself. And I leave you in good hands with the the mother and the father, the mother and father, Buzz and Jesse. But why couldn't you incorporate her into us? You mean Bo Peep and her? Because Bo Peep's an independent woman. She's her own thing, man. This is real life. In real... I'm sorry. This is anime. This is what happens in life. You go off with the woman you love. What's to say that if you
1: ask these other ones, hey, do you want to get off with me here and lead this kind of life? He doesn't give them the option. He's just like, go... Get out of here. He doesn't do any of that. I think think they'd totally jump off if they wanted to jump off, but they sense that Woody's happy building his life with Bo Peep. I will say Tony Hale was flat out fantastic. Holy shit. Flat out fantastic. Uh, I I, I didn't like him in the trailers at all. I honestly loved him. Because of his goofy look, I I knew I was going to like him. Oh, really? I already knew. (laughs) Just because he's a broken piece of trash, he looks like... What a child made and it looks shitty and it just kind of owns it. So his, he's so ugly. He's adorable.
0: His desperate desire to go back to the trash is just one of the best. When he corrects bags. her later
1: on, she's like, trash. And it's like, toy. <laughs> and he's, he's trying to impart the lesson that he's already learned. Oh, that's when it sold me out. But him just constantly trying to get back in the trash. Like, yeah. that felt, you know, that feels safe. It's where I'm supposed to be. I'm trashed. Trash. <laughs> uh, I loved all of that. And I, I have no dolls. problem incorporating that character into this. If they had to go on a chase down to get him, yeah. and they all go with, 100%. And then the basically, like, the villain from the third movie is kind of a partial villain in this, the girl that wants the voice box. Oh, yeah, right. But then Woody turns on a dime to help her after she stole his voice box. Well, that's what happens sometimes. Really? Because now Woody's just wishy-washy on what the fuck is going on with I, Woody. I think Woody's a, more of a – Seems ser- menopausal. Yeah. Is- <laughs> Well, you're speaking with some knowledge about this. Uh, I'm going through it myself. John, we need to have a discussion. Oh, no. Not hot flashes. Hot flashes, man. I'm so glad you opened that door after you closed it that we don't both remember. <laughs> we don't remember. Did a ghost close it?
0: The- um, no, but uh, I hear what you're saying. Yes. But I, I think he's more ma- – He's not to use the word again, but it seems like he has come to a place where he's more understanding of people's desperate desires to get their needs met in life because uh, um, he – has done that before himself when he was super jealous in the first movie or whatever. I know, I'm sure. just explaining it away. Yeah. Alright, let's yeah, move on. That's fine. I, have saying, I just on. don't buy it. I get it's it. Totally get it. What's your number three?
1: Three is John Wick three. Alright, that's uh, my two. Ooh. yeah. Okay, so we'll talk about it now. And then okay. Whatever your three is, is going to be in my top two more than likely. Yeah, Unless yeah, yeah, right. As I pull through a left carpet. Throw a left... Yeah. Yeah, John Wick three loved it. Uh... And the knife scene, when he throws the knife into the dude's head, it reminded me of the rage, the raid in that my brain couldn't process all the amazing action I was seeing, <laughs> and I just started giggling. Yeah. And there was a few, a handful of other in a practically sold-out theater, but there yeah. were a bunch of guys just like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> That's all. I mean, it was just so well done. And the fact that it just keeps going, Yeah. at times, it's like, this one doesn't get me as much. Like, the stuff on the horse looks really cool. Yeah. It, it seems like they... You know what? This could be the last one we do. Let's pull out all the
0: stops. Well, they made it work even though logistically a motorcycle or four motorcycles would be just fine handling a guy on a horse. But they made it work with some of the action and, of course, the weapons he had and what have you. So, uh, yeah, I get it. But that horse sequence, that thing is kicking every. Oh, my God. That drove it's, me insane.
1: Exactly, but then they got a dog, yeah, and a super assassin and Holly Berry. Like they threw as much shit against the wall as they could. They did. I don't fault them for it. Why not? Yeah. Why not? When super you works. pulled off this well, this well,
0: because they kind of com- they kind of combined the first one and the second one, Matt, and that second one was so expansive with so many different characters and different assassins, mm-hmm. uh, but was all almost outside, almost, entirely out of New York. The third one goes. Okay, we're gonna bring it back it's to what New York. they need to do. That's what I wanted exactly. But we're still making it introduce small. A shit ton of assassins.
1: So yeah, I like perfectly that. fine. Just give me fewer sets. They're playing in a world now, as opposed to here we are at this weird, you know, random Roman right fucking place cathedral. But
0: I also think it's uh, uh, the guy who plays the villain though, who's trying to track him down. That guy is hilarious, Mark DeCasco. He was the especially
1: the, the twist on him at the end. The fact that they, there is a recognition of we are the same on some level. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but you got bested by the best, my man. <laughs> what you gotta, you do what you got to do? You know, you got dunked on by Jordan. You got a story for your kids. You
0: got to take it. You're welcome. That's how it works. Uh, we'll see what they do with the fourth one. But this was – and Keanu was fantastic just walking back into that – Husky kind of character and doing all the things that he was doing, uh, I really enjoyed it, and and it's certainly one that I'll I'll watch over and over again. I like this
1: one a lot. I don't know if I'll ever yeah, own it. Too. But certainly one I'll watch. Well, that you know knife scene alone, I will go back and rewatch. Oh yeah, it. good every god! Once again, that I do that sequence. for certain films. So just I love this film, but this is my favorite. I just go back and rewatch. Yeah, uh, I she... do it with uh, it the kitchen scene. I go back and rewatch oh, that the after. first movie. Yeah, oh yeah, over and over and over again. Hmm. Uh, my two is this. I had trouble with this, but I was gonna. Once upon a time. Yep, yeah, that's my three. Okay. Okay. Really, you like John Wick more than? Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. Couldn't believe how much I enjoyed Once Upon a Time. Right. Okay. So I' so excited. I've got another Tarantino now that I just love. Yeah. Fair enough. Um. I, where do you begin?
0: <laughs> well, begin with the relationship between Brad Pitt and DiCaprio. That's I think Stellar. That's, that's where you start. Stellar. They yeah. both
1: have an understanding of who they are in this yeah. world. Yeah. When he has to build DiCaprio back up ever so slightly and he's got to – they tune in for FBI and he's got to laugh at his dumb jokes and tell him how amazing he is. Yeah. But he doesn't mind doing that because that's his friend. Yeah. And I think on some level Brad Pitt, character, his character genuinely believes it.
0: Yeah. And his friend who gives him jobs. Yeah. And gives him a living in essence. He's like, OK, yeah, uh, you know, what, what does it cost me – to make you feel good about these dumb the exactly. show.
1: Why Those wouldn't I make you happy? You make me happy? Yeah. To, uh, you know, it sucks that we eventually have to part ways. Right. Uh, okay, so when he gets on the roof, what okay. do you view that next scene as? Okay,
0: so let's yeah, that's the that's one of the reasons why it doesn't go into my top 2. Um I get Tarantino is not ex- racist enough? Is that what you <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um I get Tarantino saying And I said this, too, when people were upset about the Bruce Lee situation, um, that it's Cliff's memory of it. So naturally, it's going to lean more towards in favor of Cliff. Oh, 100 percent. Right. And I get that explanation. I absolutely get that explanation because it's a flashback. So obviously the dude having the flashback is going to see himself in a better light than showing his ass getting legitimately kicked all over the fucking uh, soundstage by Bruce Lee. And it's Bruce Lee. So he's going to say, well, I got the I got a thing on him. Um, So I get why people were uh, upset about it. And I think they're valid to be upset because Tarantino did not have to do the flashback like that. He could have adjusted the flashback, showed a more honest uh, interpretation of it. But and I and I felt uncomfortable by it. I'm instinct I will say this, my gut felt uncomfortable by it as I was watching it, because I'm like, why are they turning Bruce Lee into a bitch? Like Bruce Lee was not a bitch. Because it's his fantasy. Exactly, exactly. So that's what I was saying. I see both sides of it. He could I, have fixed the
1: fantasy, but well, it fixed, is his fantasy. It's a stunt double or stunt fucking you know yeah. actor's fantasy. Of course he's going to be the good guy. Right, right. They can beat up anybody. Mm-hmm. And I took it as uh, not a flashback, him projecting on, oh, the reason I couldn't come on a set probably because I'd do something badass like this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And now he's suddenly just like, a bah, ba bah. bah. And I mean, mm-hmm. the the dent that Bruce Lee makes in the car tells yeah. you it's a fucking fantasy. Right, right. Nobody gets thrown that hard at a car and instantly gets up. It's not named Deadpool. With that kind of <laughs> <laughs> So... I'm sorry. Inflicting that kind of dent. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's from the person that's doing the inflicting or the one that is taking it. Both are hyperbolic. This is a fucking fantasy. Yeah. And the smirk on his face afterwards of like, probably would have been what went down today. Yeah. That's – I just – I bought 100 percent every which way. I was like, I love it. I totally get – again, I totally get it. But I also get why people are mad because it's your only exposure to Bruce Lee in the movie where he actually speaks. Dude, I think it's part of the giddiness of – the stupidity of the violence. When he yeah. – I, f- I knew he was going to get the flamethrower oh. and I was so giddy. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, here it comes, here it comes, here it comes. Flamethrower. Boom. Just the whole news coming. Loved every second of yeah, it. Yeah. My problem with the film is the
0: ending doesn't feel earned in any way, shape or form. And I don't like what they it's did with Sharon Tate. Tale.
1: Yeah, but that, you could show them for every fucking film though. Yeah, but There's nothing else to adhere to anything then. once not you call it Once Upon a Time – you can do whatever the fuck you want. Yes. Okay. You're literally saying then I get to judge it by whatever the fuck you present. Sure. And to me,
0: what I thought they presented at the end was not earned in any way shape or form because those three people are a bunch of uh bumbling idiots yep. that did not
1: merit that level but of violence. Sometimes a fairy tale just has a happy ending. <laughs> yeah, but that wasn't It's a happy. fairy tale. Wasn't it's told to kids. Me. It's it's oh, dude, I, Because
0: there was no need for them to be beaten up the way that they were in such a violent, violent way. And this,
1: to me, is uncomfortable because I think there's... I think, on some level, that was Tarantino expressing his distaste of losing that part of his life as the hippies came in. Sure. I think that is him saying, no, I wanted to stop this. I love the 50s and 60s. Right. What was given to me, that is part of my childhood and whatnot. And you came in and changed something that I enjoyed. Right. So this is him saying, fuck that. I don't want my... Vision of the world to be destroyed. And that's fair. But we don't have the 70s and that incredible cinema
0: if we don't have that. True. And so, so to me, that's what I thought was like I get that he's enacting his revenge on the Manson families for killing this beautiful woman and, and pregnant woman, Sharon Tate. But we don't get a chance to get to know Sharon Tate. We see her as just an
1: object through the whole movie. She's a dancing... Not really. Yeah. You barely get any scenes with her. No, but to say that she's an object, no, because you you see her go to the theater and And you're watching her watch herself. So? Yeah. We're watching... It's an object. We're watching Brad Pitt take his shirt off. Yeah, yeah, but he gets moments of
0: vulnerability. She has none. She's just an object for you to ogle or laugh
1: at or enjoy. But there's no humanity to her. So if she was to get attacked, it wouldn't feel like a loss. But was this ever billed as a movie about Sharon Tate? Well, yeah. If you're going to throw her in there, it has to be. Why? Because they save – he saves her by killing those hippies. In a fairy tale. Right. Fine. So do you want her damsel in distress as opposed to they – because he didn't save her from – they showed up at his house. Right, exactly. I think it would have worked – the level of violence would have been – to me, now you're saying she needed to be safe. Some people are going to twist your words there. That's fine. And they can say that. Okay. If these three people showed up at her house, get what? Get what? Guess, guess what? She's not a
0: motherfucking ninja warrior. She's just an actress. Oh, so, and she's pregnant as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm sorry. She probably wouldn't have had like self-defense classes with brass knuckles and flamethrowers. She's, gr- she's a woman and these three... Do Or people show up. Two Brad, girls and a guy. Two girls and a guy, right. Brad Pitt is walking the dog, hears her scream, comes in, then do all the fucking violence you want to those people. That's what my, my problem was. I didn't Man. feel it was an earned situation. Didn't care. Yeah, fair enough. Didn't I hear care.
1: you. Because uh, uh, up to up, I mean, none of this is real. Yeah. None of this. We have no, did uh, Sharon Tate go down to, I'm pretty sure that's a the theater at uh, Westwood. On yeah, it is. it is, it is. Yeah. Maybe she went. And saw herself, but like the mm-hmm. whole, like all of it, every little piece of, yes, that's a person. Yes, that's Roman Polanski. Right. But I, all of or this Steve is fictionalized. Yeah, 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 exactly. His speech. Buddy might got cut out of that scene. Oh, shit. Yeah. Who they was he playing? Shot for a week. Some singer from, I can't remember what band he said it was. Oh. But a decent enough name. There was a ton of celebrities yeah. that were supposed to be in those shots. Yeah. And I guess just got cut out. He was one of them. Damn. Yeah. But supposedly he may still get residuals. Oh, that's cool. And I was like, wow, good for you. Maybe they'll put the
0: latest scene on the Blu-ray or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I don't know. But all this being said, Matt, I still loved the movie. It's really yeah. good uh, acting by Pitt and DiCaprio. DiCaprio oh, yeah. slays it. I mean, that scene that scene when he is having the meltdown in the trailer is incredible. And then that scene when he gets it all back together and oh, does it on the
1: set. Knowing Ugh. knowing that she's coming to say that's the best yep. acting I've ever seen it was so earned and him just breaking down of like, you're goddamn right it was. Yeah. I, I so loved it. Yeah. DiCaprio crushed it when he's talking about that character. And uh, I can't remember exactly what it was, but he's just like, you're going to be living that in 15 years to the little girl. Yeah, yeah. And it's about you know the loss of uh, the life she's accustomed to. Uh, uh. Oh, dude, just killed me. But she was awesome. Oh, yeah. She was great. Oliphant was great. Yep. Timothy Oliphant was fantastic. Um, the guy that I played... thought Kurt Russell was great, too. Yeah. It's a small part. I was expecting yeah. more. Yeah. Um, yeah. The guy that plays the TV director comes in. I, You know, I I, no, I, I cast you for you in this. Do you know what that is? Do you know what that is? Is that Evans? No. It's Nicholas Hammond.
0: From... he That's who is that's who Nic- Nicholas Hammond is playing. He's playing a Bob Evans-type guy. Yeah. But the actor is Nicholas Hammond, who played Spider-Man in the 60s and 70s live-action
1: movies. Oh, Remember really? him with
0: the big hair and shit? Did you ever see those old... Yeah, ones? I
1: mean, when I was a kid, but it's yeah. been years.
0: Yeah, yeah. He's the one he plays, uh, and that's him. Uh, for the whole fucking movie, it was driving me nuts. I was like, I know that face. I know that face. As soon as we got out of the
1: theater, I was on
0: my phone, and I was like, motherfucker.
1: Um... And Luke Perry's yeah. really weird cameo. Yeah. I don't understand.
0: Maybe there was more, but because yeah. he passed.
1: They, they had know. to be cut out, but I don't know. It was like, Luke Perry! <laughs> just kind of, It's like an old man shuffling in and then just shuffles right out and be like, boom, he's gone from the story. Yeah. Like, yeah. okay. I mean, it just got built up. Oh, Luke Perry's last movie. I knew he wasn't going to have a huge part, but right. I figured in a Tarantino kind of way, he's going to get thrown yeah. into a bunch of different scenes. Yeah, true. Well, the movie's making
0: $200 million so far worldwide. That's pretty good for a Tarantino movie. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, so more power to it. I'll probably go one more time before it leaves the theaters.
1: If I couldn't have seen Ready or Not,
0: I was going to try and see that one more time. There you go. All right. Uh, so we should get to our number one movie? Yes. Avengers Endgame. Avengers Endgame. Hell yeah. Saw it again over the weekend. Lying on my, uh, lying on my bed. Just flipped the computer
1: on. Rock hard. <laughs> <laughs> lying on my back. Just watching it, pitching a hurricane proof tent. You know what I mean? In my Captain America. No way, just blowing this down.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I was. I was uh, um, just re watching the last hour of the movie. The last battle, the whole last battle sequence is incredible. Got all emotional watching it all over again. It's just such a well done movie, man. And from top to bottom. From top to bottom, from the beginning, going like, no, this isn't going to be what you saw in Infinity Wars. This is going to be some kind of revenge mission, everybody coming together. No, this is going to be something else that still feels like a superhero movie, but has a little more weight to it than you would even mm-hmm. expect a film like this to have. And when those sacrifices are made, you're just like, fuck me, man. Knew it was coming, though. I didn't know the Iron Man thing was coming
1: at all. Really? You didn't
0: guess that? No. Wow. I mean, I, I here, here's what I said. I said, I think... When they asked us who's dying, I said Iron Man is dying and Captain America is dying and the last scene we have is him dancing with Peggy. That makes sense. So it kind of came true. So, okay. Would you have some inside information? No, no, no. It just makes
1: sense. Really? You just guess that? Yeah, because there were I rules. think there's going to be a time travel element. I didn't I didn't do time travel. And I didn't say any of that. I definitely did. You <laughs> can go back and check the tape. <laughs> Fair enough.
0: Well, I was more about like – but I thought she, he would die and dance with Peggy in the afterlife. I didn't think he'd die – I didn't think he'd go back in time and dance with her in the 1940s. That's what I didn't think. I just thought he he'd die – Then you'd get the shot of him dancing with Peggy, kind of have that last dance in the afterlife. It was kind of a – something for the fans. Do you believe that Cap would age like the rest of us? Well, I don't know because – I don't know what his um, serum – is he taking the serum? I don't think he –
1: we never saw him take it again. So he took it once. Right. So that means It doesn't mean he wasn't doing it. We just never saw it. Yeah, but I would assume that we never saw it, that it doesn't exist. I don't remember ever happening in comics. Uh, you know, he, right. it was a one-time only. So he is forever changed into this godlike figure. Mm-hmm. I don't think he would degrade in the same capacity as the rest of us. Well, to be fair, we don't know because remember he was in ice for seventy years. Yeah,
0: so he could he age. survived that. Right, right, but he could age like us if he was to actually be
1: alive with all his body functions going. True, but, but who among know. us? Could be frozen <laughs> and then thawed and be just as good as new. I think that's fair. That's absolutely fair. So you're telling that. me he's gonna have crow's feet? Is you know like a eighty year old dude? Is I, I realize his complexion gives yeah. him a certain uh, you know uh, propensity to get wrinkles. It sure. happens. Sure, don't have the same natural suntan uh, effectiveness. Yeah. Yes. Overall, fair enough. I uh, get it. <laughs> But I did, watching it, it didn't bother me in the moment. It's just something I've thought about afterwards. It's like, I don't know that he would be that old in a man. I I, I assume he'd look like he's in his 50s. Yeah. You could tell and be like, oh, Cap's gotten a little older. But he's still kind of
0: hanging in there. Well, I mean, look in the comic. Well, never mind because – yeah. yeah. I don't know because uh, the Russos came out and said that there are two Captain Americas
1: now. OK. That so the
0: what? the other one allowed the other one in, this, in the same timeline to just keep doing his Captain America stuff. And he uh, never put the suit on again and just stayed with Peggy because he had already lived that life. Yeah. So he just kind of lived his world. So that's the thing.
1: Um, But there's a world which needed Captain America's help and he didn't be Captain America. Well,
0: Captain America was there.
1: He just wasn't there for 70 years. Yes, but in that 70 years of life that he lived on another timeline that we'll never experience. Yeah. Does that mean that he was never Captain America, even though the world needed his help that entire time? I don't know. Maybe he
0: was Captain America during that time while Homie was in ice.
1: Uh, well, yeah, but then we right. wouldn't have the – we woke Captain America up, so we would already have Oh, that. we'd
0: lose that storyline.
1: Yeah. Right. Uh, in that universe.
0: Yes. You could say that. So, yeah, so maybe he didn't. He willfully stayed
1: out. Yeah, of it's it. like Captain America lost in the Antarctic a week later. Captain America throws out the first pitch at the Yankees <laughs> game. Amazing. Instant recovery. Yeah. Never remembers being in the Anarch, but uh, we got him here, folks, live. (laughs) Live. It's a fantastic film, man. It is.
0: I don't know if I like – I don't know where I put it, but I feel like I like it more than Infinity War, even though Infinity War had like a heartbreaking thing.
1: Well, Infinity War is – from top to bottom, I think it's a more satisfying film as a whole. Okay. Endgame, you need to have seen. yeah. You really need to – so you have the emotional connection. That's a fair point. With all this stuff plus then the callbacks that are great. Yeah. The Hail Hydra. If you've never seen Winter Soldier. Right. That you'll, like, you'll kind of get it because you're like, oh, he's trying to be like, OK, I get it. But yeah. you haven't seen that specific scene that they're basically redoing. Yeah. Putting a spin on. That's true. Um, all the little cues there. Mm-hmm. You can still enjoy it whereas I think Infinity War is just a – it's a good action film. You'll get it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, might have to fill in fewer blanks, whereas in games, like, well, that's a reference to this movie. Yeah, it's and true. And in this movie, these things happen, and like Thor showing up to see his mom. Okay, well, you don't know that she dies here, and it really affects how he interacts with his father yeah. right? because she was the one. It's a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, wait a second, Natalie Portman was in this. Yeah, she was in the MCU for two movies. <laughs> it's a very. I guess she's coming back now. She is. Uh, so Female uh, Thor. We'll see if that ever happens. We'll see if it's any good. It's so far down the line yeah. that it could easily change. Yeah. True. Very true. It's easy to announce things now. It's like, this is what it's going to be. And then, uh, you know.
0: Yeah, because she wasn't a hap- the happiest uh, person being part of the MCU. And so the fact that she's willing to come back – and I get it. I mean, you're gonna, if hey. you're going to play female Thor – Exactly. Because they made Foster, her – that's yeah. why she
1: didn't like it. Yeah. I'm not the focus. Right. I'm right. too good to not be the focus. Yeah. That's fair. That's a fair
0: point. Sure. Uh, yeah. You had the fat door. You had all this thing going on. We had the sacrifice of Black Widow uh, for the gang, which kind of makes sense considering she's been running from the crimes of her youth. Yeah. Being she an has assassin, no, things of that nature. She has that's kids, right? something
1: Woody would do because he has no family of his own. This is the family that he's created. And he would <laughs> die for that family. She didn't get there and then push Clint off and be like, hey, I met some dime piece uh, over here in Nepal. you want to call Betty.
0: You, you're going Bo Peep people a dime piece? She's not I'm a saying, dime piece. I'm saying Black Widow is saying that.
1: Oh, right. Okay. Uh, Some dude is a dime piece? Exactly. All right. It goes both ways. All right. I don't know that, but it seems like it should. <laughs> if you want to call a guy a dime piece, go right ahead. I got no problems with Neither it. Neither do I, and I bet you that guy would appreciate it. Oh, nice.
0: All right, well, there's our separate top ten summer movies uh, of 2019. Now we're going to compile this little list here. Uh, Matt, do you want to write or do you want me to write?
1: Uh, sure, I can do it.
0: Okay. I will do the bongos. So I imagine number one is the manager's end Game. Yep. Do I have to flip a coin here?
1: Um, I guess. I don't have my backpack with me. Shit, I don't have a coin either. You don't have a coin either. I didn't bring the coin. It's not in the bag. Okay, my uh, my bag's out in the car that has the coin. But I just I grabbed oh. this piece of paper. All right, uh, you got a quarter <sighs> or anything? To, time to flip the license. The old flip the license, guys. <laughs> you know we'll flip them both at the same time. All See fair. if okay. How does this work? Whoever's face lands up wins. Okay, I like does that, that seem fair. Okay. I'm going to flip them like this. Okay. You know what I mean? Try and get get some rotations on these bad boys. (laughs) Get a little spin. Do do a little something. Same hand so there's no shenanigans. Yep. Spread them apart. That one is down. That one is down. All right. Try it once again. Man down, man down. It backfired. You think one of the two, 50-50. All right, try it again.
0: It counts. it's assisted boom it's assisted
1: how is that i think that it's an 80 percent it's an 80 percent that's right. a. Adam that's not acceptable we can do it again a, no no i don't know good. how riveting this is for an audio podcast that's, that's the only reason saying. i
0: think we're good we can move on
1: all right so what are you saying uh once upon <laughs> time kind of second time, john okay john all right all
0: right then john wick um i think peanut butter falcon would could be next right
1: uh yeah
0: i'm fine with that okay
1: That sucks. I forgot. I literally just saw that. Like, what uh, I think last week. Oh yeah, no worries. Peanut butter Falcon. All right. I have Toy Story next at four. I have that at eight. Where do you have crawl? Uh, ten. Um, we don't. Ready or not, we have what? Yeah, I have it at eight. Okay. Yeah. So then, Toy Story. Okay. Oh, I tell you story. Off I would say crawl next and then ready or not. Okay? And then
0: we both have Spidey? Yes, we do. so we should, that probably should go on next. Where are we at right now? We got two left. okay. Uh, what do you what's your next highest? Number five? the last black man in San Francisco. Okay, and I got
1: artist Self-Defense. Which is what?
0: Five. Ooh, I feel like you won the last one.
1: I, yeah, but I, I won I get, that fair and square, not through guilt, not through this. I feel like I gave you the 80%. Look, in for a penny, in for a pound. You can flip them this time. Okay. Go crazy. All right. Go crazy. I don't like this idea, because then if you win, then you've won both fucking flips, and that isn't fair. How is that not fair? This is, we're leaving it up to the gambling gods. Whoever they are, either you're Greek or you're Roman gods. Pick it. Feels like yours is a little more weighted. Well, that's because I'm an organ donor. It's got that extra sticker on it because I'm a good fucking person. I'm
0: a fucking organ donor.
1: Are you? Yeah. Let's see that. The pink right there, of course. Let's see that. They can have my organs. They can. They can do whatever they want to me. Oh, they're both up. They're both up. We got to do this again. This is ridiculous. (laughs) Yeah, but it's... What do we got? Oh, both down. All right. Oh, well, One more time. I don't want to kick your fingers. No, so I'm just going to try and help. All all right. Right, here we go. Third time's a charm. I got nothing. I got mine up. Oh, son yeah. of a bitch.
0: <laughs> Last black man in San Francisco, number nine. There you go. As it should be. All right. Well, that's fair. That's fair. A little balance in the world is all right.
1: You know what? I'm going to take Midsummer instead of Art of Self Defense. It's like, I'm, it's my next one. Okay,
0: yeah, you, you know, it's your slot to to take. Here we go. Boom. All right, let's count this thing down. Uh, the top ten summer movies of 2019. Yeah. Let me put this thing. Hold on. I move this mic over.
1: At number ten, Midsummer. At number nine, The Last Black Man in San Francisco. At number 8 Spider-Man Far From Home At number
0: 7 Ready or Not At number 6 Crawl
1: At number 5 Toy Story 4 At number 4 The Peanut Butter Falcon At number 3 John Wick 3 Numero Dos Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and our number one movie of the summer of 2019 is... Avengers Endgame.
0: Oh, there it is. All right. Matt, we've made it to the end of the show. It's 11:12 at night. Uh, that's the kind of dedication you expect from the top ten show for you all. I hope you appreciate it and understand it. We, we both have beautiful women waiting for us at our houses who miss us, but we're doing this for you all.
1: Uh, yeah, but I got to keep... Get up and do a bunch of fucking work in the morning, so oh my God. it's nice to be away from home for a little bit. Oh. <laughs> do something else? Dude, I got to dig a fucking trench that's at least 40 feet, uh, a foot deep what? into the ground. Oof. Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't have to, but I probably should. Might as well do it now. Yeah. And then it's done for the next 25 years.
0: Yeah. It's, you're, doing, you're paying a lot. Up front. Up front so that you can relax later. Yeah, I know. But it's costing you.
1: In physical taxing, yeah, physically, it's yeah. just the, oh, I got a oh, list of stuff to do today. Yeah. Fun times. Yeah. Fun yeah. times. Um, well, this has been my busiest week in a long time,
0: both at here at Collider and outside of Collider. So tomorrow, there's not much going on and I'm relaxing the whole time while I'm working here uh, and then going home or having dinner and then going home and uh, just falling asleep and doing not a fucking thing all weekend. Not a okay. thing. Just laying in the bed. Take your time.
1: Yeah. Enjoy yourself. Damn right.
0: Um, uh, thanks, everybody, for, for listening to the Top Ten Show, all the great comments and the uh, compliments you give us and retweeting like we've been pushing people to do. Uh, we've got things we've got going on. We're trying to work some things out here recently. Uh, there have been some possibilities that have popped up for us. So we're going to try to set those up and explore them and see what they can do for us. So stay tuned for some news uh, possibly down the road.
1: Uh, yeah, we're working on um, tentatively working on a date right now for Houston. Yes. We are narrowing in. Um, it looks like it might happen. We will keep you posted on that uh, yeah. if and when we finally finalize those details. Mm-hmm. Until then, uh, join us at patreon.com forward slash the top 10 with the number 10, please. Otherwise, hey, hit us up on Twitter at mattnost at the roca says or at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the top 10 show with the number 10. And show us your top tens let us know what you liked about the show what you didn't mm-hmm. what John brought up with the uh, the retweets and whatnot yep. that helps every time you do it Yep. and the people that do it every week we can't thank you enough it just keeps spreading the word and, and growing the show and uh, we're appreciative every time and I think that's it for us this week. don't Yeah,
0: you? yeah. Follow Matt at Mattos. You already said that. Correct. Right. Follow me at The Roca says on Twitter and on Instagram. And look out for more content from us. We're going to do some more some reviews on it. Chapter two. Other things coming down the road. So just pay attention for that. And uh, like we said at the, uh, if you listen to us, if you're a patron on um, Sunday, we want some designs, some new designs for shirts. Uh, we're figuring that out on our end uh, as well. But we'd love it if you all who are great graphic designers and look, look at the level of the shirts that we we've Put out before that's the kind of designs we're looking for. So come meet us at that level, and who knows? Maybe we'll choose your design t shirt,
1: even if you're not an artist. Okay, to not exclude all those, if you have what you think would be a good idea, yes, sure, send it to us, okay, and then we point. might be able to pair that idea with an artist.
0: That's a great point. Man.
1: Hey, you did an art, and that would marry nicely with. This individual's idea. So hit us up at uh, top ten podcast at gmail, all spelled out. Yeah, it's the only thing we don't have the number two is that damn Gmail account. <laughs> but it's top ten podcast at gmail. Yeah, and just put in the subject line like t shirt. If it's just an idea, great. We might be able to use the idea. But something from the show. Uh, a fan sent us what sparked us going down this route. Um, like the, I, at one point. I think I said to you, Are we doing this dance again? And they're like, What about the two of you in like tuxes and you're doing a waltz and it just says, Oh, we're doing this dance again? And I was like, That's not a bad t shirt. That's a good t shirt. It's a good t shirt.
0: Yeah, it works.
1: It does. It's just like stupid shit like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, the time that John said, you know, boat is in the water, have you can come up with a good boat is in the water t shirt? We'd love to have it. Or uh, have you ever seen Heat? Yeah. Yeah. All exactly. of it works. Any of it.
0: Wow, well, there you go.
1: Whatever your moments, your favorite moments So like, you know what made me laugh is this or I like this, whatever. And we'll yeah. be able to turn it into pretty awesome T shirt. Yeah, so agree. Send
0: us ideas. Yeah. And if you're in Houston, like Matt said, we're kicking on. So start to get your uh, 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 money together. Dude, shine those Spurs! Yeah, start to get ready because if we can make this happen, we are going. We are looking to come later on this fall to Houston. So start thinking about it. Start uh, getting ready, saving up the money. Start spreading the news. Exactly that as well. We want to do two shows in one night, so we're trying to figure that out. Um, but we are excited and hope that this happens so we can be down there.
1: And we wouldn't be doing any of this or plugging all this different stuff. It wasn't the help of numerous individuals with Chris Alexakos, Matt Hasso, Kristen Smith, Joe Ibarra, and finally Mike Shea, the newest addition yeah. to the group. And our thanks to Clay Williams who helped us so much. But he's moving on. He's got classes. He's got a full workload now. He's got Go get things, your education. Yeah, exactly. He's got things going on in his world. Change God, the world, it. Clay. <laughs> Don't be two assholes talking about movies. <laughs> That's Go okay, Go change too. the world.
0: All right. We'll talk to you next time on The Top Ten Show.